Shalane. And this is Jenny. And welcome to Orlegala. Woo, it's old girl. Yay, welcome to our Halloween month. We're so excited. Yay. <laughs> Happy fall. Happy Halloween. Right. And of course, I don't know, but we're both in Georgia um, as we speak, but she's up north and I'm down central south. So um, it's pouring down rain and gloomy here. So it's perfect for Halloween. What does it look yes. like up there for you? Oh, yeah, it's cloudy, you know, rainy. And um, I got my duck, my duck shoes ready because I'm going to be doing <laughs> this stuff later. I'm ready. All right. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Glad to have you back. We want to do some shout outs, I think, before yeah, we yeah. get going. So let's mm-hmm. hear let's hear some fun friends that are listening yeah, to us. Absolutely. So I just want to go ahead and get this, uh, the social media stuff out of the way. So, guys, make sure that you check us out on our social media. That is going to be Old Girl Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. And that is O-H-G-U-R-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And on Twitter, make sure that you follow us on Podcast Girl. Why? Because um, boop, took our handle. And by the way, we do have an email. So make sure you, you if you have any of your um, stories or, or pictures or, you know, we do like free stuff. So you want to say, <laughs> you want to know how to get it to us, be sure you email us at oldgirlpodcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and just check out a little friends here on social media. We got better than human. I like this one. This is a fierce comedy slash science podcast hosted by Amber and Jennifer. Every week they talk about a different topic and learn girls. how. Huh? Let me see. I said, oh, yay, girls. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, girls. Yeah. Uh, and every week they talk about a different topic and learn how it's better than human. It's a little play on words. I like it. I dig it. Okay. 220 somethings podcast. Thoughts from 220 year olds. Short and sweet to the point. Now, this guy has been, he's been loving on us on Twitter. And I want to make sure that we shout him out. This is Bobby Neptune. And he is a paranormal investigator. He's also a rebel hippie, oh. supreme, and intellectual writer. And I've been checking him out. He's uh, And he's been loving on us. And I want to make sure that we love on him back. So he's good. And last but not least, right. I love this. This is Dad, I Have to Pee. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse and Brennan talk parenting, punk rock, and listener questions. So <laughs> those okay. are nice. So, uh, guys, make sure that you listen every week because you never know if you are going to get a shout out. Thank you so much. All right. That's all I got, Jenny. Yay. Yay. All right. I, so. I, wanna, I just want to say uh, the 20 somethings. Mm hmm. I'd like to compare what their advice is to what our 50-somethings advice is. Well, you know, maybe what we'll do is we'll reach out to them and maybe we can do like a crossover episode or something. That'd be kind of interesting. Right. You know, but we have to remember, we have to keep it fun. Keep it fun. Keep it light because, you know, because we will bring it. (laughs) That's right. All right. So (laughs) here comes a favorite part of my whole show here. Jenny. to start with um cocktails for the fall um now i gotta i gotta give a shout out one of our favorite uh listeners carrie gave us some really great drink ideas that i'm going to save for a later episode because it's going to go with our theme later so carrie never fear 
Mm-hmm. We will be trying your drinks and we will be shouting them out a little later in the month. But I found something delicious. Now, here's the thing. It's something that you love. That's mm-hmm. one of your favorite things in the whole wide world. Yeah. But I hate to say it. I don't think you can drink this drink, but I'm going to tell you about it. And then you tell me if you think you can. And then if not, I have a backup. Now here's why, because what it is, the cocktail that I picked, I know (laughs) the cocktail I picked is a pecan pie martini. I know that is Shalane's favorite dessert. So I was like, yay. So now here's the thing. This goes, this goes with um, something. Uh, there's a couple things that I would not do if I was making this drink. Mm-hmm. Number one is the first thing they want you to do is dip your martini glass in your Cairo syrup and then um, rim it with crushed pecans. Mm. And as everybody knows, yeah, Jenny cannot <laughs> do the rimming. <laughs> I also feel like it's one thing to put sugar or salt around the rim of your glass. It's another thing to put like pecans and then have to like, I don't want to eat my drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to chew my cocktail. So but it's pecans. But you, I know. So you could, if you wanted to. So here's the thing. So you're supposed to put the pecans around the ring. Now this is what you're going to do in a shaker over ice. You are going to put six ounces of rum chata. Six ounces of cream de cocoa and three ounces of bourbon. And that's where I feel like poor Shalane can't drink it because it's got the cream-based alcohol. So I tried desperately, I know, I tried desperately looking for something that would be similar without the cream in it. And I think it's the rum chata that's the real, like, ingredient that you need but i was like maybe you could use um like in the schnapps category there's like a a cinnamon schnapps and like a chocolate schnapps or something so those don't have cream in it and you could try mixing those together and i wonder if it would kind of taste similar i also feel like our our world famous blind squirrel from nick and Mm -hmm. norman's with that walnut um i know it's not pecan it's walnut but it's that coffee. alcohol might be a good it's replacement. Coffee. So anyway, it's the, it's coffee the walnut. Coffee. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a pecan pie. So anyway, so you take your rum chop, your cream of cocoa, and your bourbon, and you shake it up. You pour it over ice in that rimmed glass. And then you're also, this is something else I would not do. Um, you're supposed to top it with whipped cream and sprinkle it with some more crushed pecans. And mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like whipped cream in my drinks. I don't like whipped cream mm-hmm. in my coffee drinks. I don't like whipped cream. The only time I drink whipped cream would be maybe on a hot chocolate. I'm mm-hmm. not even really a, I'd rather have a marshmallow than a, a whipped cream. But anyway, so that's your cocktail. It's really pretty to look at. Tastes delicious. So here, I'm going to, I have my drink. So, oh, but wait, for you, before I toast. Yes. So for you, because you can't drink the cream drink, Mm-hmm. One of my one of my other favorite fall drinks is an apple cider mimosa, and that is just your favorite champagne, moscato, prosecco, whatever. Yes. And instead of orange juice, apple cider, which mm-hmm. I drank. Um, I had those in February at a breakfast party that I had before COVID came. Um, we had breakfast for dinner, and we were drinking those, and they were delicious. So if you've got your cider, I've got my martini and. Cheers! Ching, 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 ching. There, enjoy. Yep. Yay! <laughs> so, cheers to you. Yay, happy fall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Okay. I'm digging it. So, today, 
There you go. Today we are talking about haunted houses. And that's something that, again, back goes back to the beginning where when we realized we had so many things in common, who knew that one of the things we had in common is that we both have worked many years behind the scenes mm -hmm. at haunted houses. Mm -hmm. Now, mine was a little bit more low budget than yours. I'm going to let you go first, Shalane, because you were able to work not only as Storm at Universal um, Park, but also you worked the, uh, what is it called? Haunted, well, let, let's, let's hear it. Uh, talk about what they do at Halloween at Universal and how you were part of it. Okay, so at Universal, we have Halloween Horror Nights, and that's like, it's like internationally known. Everybody knows Halloween Horror Nights, and October is like, and actually, I think they started like in September, and it goes all the way, I think, to like the first week in November. It's, it's pretty, it's crazy. I had the opportunity to be a scare actor, so I have two short stories I'll pop in here. So the first one, if you've been checking out our social media, you see the picture of me as Akasha. Now, Akasha was for the Blood Masquerade venue. It was actually set up on the street. You had two Akashas on both sides. And it was interesting because even though there were four of us, there were actually, mine for some reason was always like really like, populated. I don't know. Allegedly, they said I looked most like Aaliyah, which I take that as a compliment. I don't believe it, but hey, I'll take it. And so basically what I was, I was what they call a distraction. You would sit there and just like, you know, oogle at this like half naked, you know, vampire. And then like the other vampire just comes popping out from the other side. He's on a bungee cord and a real pale white. So um, it, he almost looks ghost-like. So by the time you realize that there's something coming, shooting past you, it's almost too late. And I've seen people run out of flip-flops. I've seen people just drop their dreams. <laughs> I've seen boyfriends push their girlfriends towards this thing and take off running. In that particular case, there was one night. This was actually creepy. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Wait, 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 wait. I want to explain because in case people don't know what Akasha is because it's oh, yeah. a cool character. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's a, there's a series of books called, um, well, there, it started with interview with a vampire mm -hmm. Anne rice books who coincidentally, she has a love for new Orleans. And that's where I actually got my love for new Orleans was mm -hmm. reading the interview with the vampire series. And Akasha was supposed to be one of, I think she was the ancient original Yes. Um, mm -hmm. vampire. Yes. So um, she was supposed to be very ethereal and very sexy and like um, drew people in to become like she was populating vampires by being all like gorgeous mm -hmm. and, and yeah. stuff like that. And she was she was a bad girl, though. She was she was, she was she naughty. Was the queen of the Damned. That was actually that is right. the movie. So that was the epi that was the book. Yep. That was the third book in the series. So that's who she was playing, which which, by the way, that's the thing that's kind of cool is universal because they have access to like the rights for all like different actual real things mm -hmm. they, they have the ability to do akasha and don't yeah. they i know they did uh walking dead i know they had a walking mm -hmm. dead room or walking yeah, dead for thing several, and, several yeah years. so they they can and and i they all have they also because when we were there um we went one time at like labor day and they were just unloading and getting it set up yeah. um they had uh, like the real old school frankenstein the old school dracula old school oh, mummy, yeah, it's which still is there cool too it's still yeah. there, that diner i think monster's diner and you see like a little rotating thing up top and you see all the old classic horror icons that were on there how fun um, the, one of the things I really like, though, and I, um, I forgot to mention this, uh, we have 45-minute sets. So in between sets, we have these black cloaks. 
So literally, like we put it on these and, and the big hood that goes over so people wouldn't mess with us because, you know, we we're trying to get to our, our green room, so to speak. But it's like just row of people just walking in black cloaks. It's so creepy. I love it, though. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that lady, the lady. Okay, So was, tell your creepy story. Yeah. So the creepy lady. So basically she is standing in front of me. You know, during Halloween, people, they don't allow people to come like they could. We can dress up or they can dress up, but they can't come in with masks, but they can come dressed up, you know, whatever, like in costume, just as long as that their face and their appearance are not too terribly altered. So this lady kind of looks steampunkish, if I remember correctly, but she's on the phone and she's talking to someone. And I seriously think this person thought she was a vampire because she is like, She's like eye hawking me. She's just like staring me up and down. And then she's describing my appearance. She's like talking about my boobs because they were like, you know, hiked up and pushed out with the corset and everything else. But the thing that really made me freak out, Jenny, was that she was just just describing how tasty I look. And I bet I would, you know, my blood would taste, you know, delicious and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) Stage manager. Wait a minute. Just she was creepy. right. She was doing that on the phone. On the phone, Jenny. On the phone. Creepy as. Fuck. So. Uh huh. Okay. So my question would be: A, number one, is who in the hell she was talking to, or exactly. B, was exactly. she talking on the phone to, or was she talking on the phone to use it as a device so that you would hear her, and there was nobody there. She just wanted you to hear her words out loud. Do you know what um, I mean? Like yeah, creepy, yeah, like. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I wasn't sticking around to find out. You know what I mean? It's like she's oh hell no. She's looking yeah, at for me. Sure. She's eye hawking me, talking on the phone, and she's doing all this business. And there were people around, but you know, at night, this is like probably towards the end of the shit where like maybe like the last set. It was just creepy, really uh-huh. creepy. You know, and yeah. I watch a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. It takes a lot to freak me out. I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. the, but the other thing too is um, my last stint at Universal Studios. I was a chainsaw killer, which. I thought was interesting because Dean spent many years as a chainsaw killer. So we were meant to be, you know, what do you know? And these chainsaws, (laughs) they were like the actual chainsaw. They just took the actual blade part, but you know, you still have to like pull on them. Like, you know, like you would, they, they're, they're filled with gas. So um, we were marching like in a, in an army formation. It was like myself and like 24 other women. We were like the first female chainsaw killer, like, platoon or army or whatever so they wanted to get them and so we're marching and we're holding so you had to you had to be strong because this thing is is the real deal so i have i was like oh, oh yeah i know yeah you know so we're marching formation and then our platoon leader gives the signal and when she drops that signal we just scatter and we're like yeah you know, we're like ripping the chainsaw. They're running around chasing people. Again, watching people run out of <laughs> flip-flops, pushing their girlfriends into us and stuff like that. And uh, that it, it was fun. It was fun. But um, one more story. I forgot. I'm, I'm actually forgetting why we're. So I was a go-go vampire dancer in a cage inside of a haunted house and what ends up happening you know these people come through we are not allowed to touch the guest you know i'll just do something with my hands to just make it seem like you know so this right. guy figured he would go to be macho and stuff from his friends so then what he does he has those umbrellas that you know on the hand you have the button and it shoots out uh-huh. you know I mean? 
Well, he did yeah. that and he shot it in my face and it hit me in my face. And then they're all laughing. So I'm like, okay, so I went from go-go vampire dancer to go-go ratchet ghetto dancer. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I went and I hopped out the back of the cage and there is an emergency exit route in case like there's a fire or something like that. So I was able to get out and meet his group at the very end, not realizing that, oh yeah, I remember who you are. So then of course the excuse was, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. I was like, yeah, you're a big guy, big burly guy with your group of friends. He was like the ringleader. So by the time all that little exchange was done, I had him trespass. He was kicked out. He was trespassed because not only was universal security there, but so was Orlando Police Department was there. So people think just because you are a Halloween Horror Nights, you can just go ahead and just act a fool because you paid all that money. You can't touch me. You know, yeah. I can't touch you. You can't touch me. You go yep. in there, you know you're going to be scared. That's why you pay the money. And right. there's plenty of other people that I know that work in those houses. And we get punched, we get kicked, we get stuff thrown on us. It's it's a hot mess. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had, and I'm going to tell some stories, too, about some of that stuff from uh, from my version. Um, but I was going to say, um, uh, there, like, that's a general rule about the haunted houses is you can't touch anybody and, and vice versa. And, you know, we had the same thing on the stunt show is that we had bad guys that could intimidate you. They could get right up next to you. But my actors weren't allowed to touch you and you weren't allowed to touch them. And everybody on our tour, they respected that. There was mm-hmm. none of that, like kind of stuff because they got it but it's also daylight and out in the open compared to like when you're in a confined space i'll tell you what i i will admit right now haunted houses scare the crap out of me and i would never ever in a million years walk through a haunted house ever i can't do it i'd be crying i can't do it i don't even care if it's a kitty version i'd be crying but which is why i think it's funny that my college had a haunted house and I participated behind the scenes, which actually gave me a, a love of haunted houses, but I just like scaring the crap out of other people. That's what I kind of enjoy. So, so let me tell you about some of my stuff. And then I want to mix, we got some stuff that we can share about our mixed stories, but let me set this up. So I went to school at Southern Illinois university in Carbondale, as everybody knows, and we were famous in like the seventies and the eighties for our college having this giant Halloween celebration. And you guys can look it up if you've never heard of it. It was this crazy thing where they would shut down streets. There was like mass destruction, unfortunately, because people would get really drunk. Um, People would like sneak in from other universities and try and sleep in the hallways of dorms. What? So they could stay, like instead of using it, like every hotel was like sold out. So people would like take road trips, like college students. So our dorms were locked and you had to have an ID to get in and out. And they like would like check everybody. Um, And they had to lock all of our study our, we, we had like study rooms with like glass doors that you could privately study for the weekend of Halloween. Those all had to be locked because people would like live in those. Like I shit you not like bring like, you know, um, blankets and pillows and just like sleep on the floor. And so like, it was crazy. The amount of people would come down. And so, um, I, I did witness it. Side note. I did participate sort of in Halloween, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, I put together, I cobbled together a cat costume cause I had never, I hadn't worn a costume in years. Um, and everybody, we had like a, like, and it was cold. So it was like, wear your warm clothes. And we walked down onto the street and like, if you want to compare it, all I can compare it to 
Halloween in Carbondale on the strip, which is the main road, was kind of like Bourbon Street on Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Like same amount of people, like packed with people, drunk. I saw a woman fall off a stair railing backwards, <gasps> like two stories, like fell off of it. Oh um, a girl that was drunk. I mean, like, like it was, it was frightening. And I, I don't like crowds. And I was like, I will never do this again. So I was like, I don't want to be part of it. So amazingly enough, um, when I started participating in the theater my sophomore year, it turns out they do a haunted house every year. And the reason why is that was the student fundraiser for the, the student organization to fund. Um, they did a student um, scholarship. Mm-hmm. They uh, funded student student run productions. They funded parties and events and all they had. We, the, oh, that was the only fundraiser we did for the entire year. With two weekends of a haunted house, Friday and Saturday night, two weekends, that's it. And we made enough money wow. to fund everything for the rest of the year because of so weekends? many, because, well, because that's all, well, first of all, because we were all in like plays and other stuff and that's oh, all okay. we could do. Sense. Right. But well, that's all we needed. Two weekends. And we made so much money that we funded the year's worth of events. Like that was it. So it was mm. totally fun. Um, most of the stuff that we did, like, um, we, we built our, our haunted house on the second floor of an office building. The first floor was actually the, the radio station that I worked at as a DJ. And the second floor was an empty series of office um, offices that had a hall down the middle and then offices on either side that all had doors connected. So we made it like it was always like a maze different every year oh, and wow. made this big space. Um, and they gave it to us for free and all this other stuff. Uh, so we would spend like a month or more, probably two months planning and building this whole thing. And it was like, it was a prestigious thing to become the producer of it. And then you took in and all the students would um, submit uh, drawings and renderings of like a quote unquote, like a room, what they designed. And then like the producer would take all these ideas and put them together and come up with how they were going to be in the maze and everything. So one year I got picked to do a room my second year, my second year running, I got to pick to do a room. My third year running, I was um, co-producer. Um, so it was, I mean, it was just a blast anyway, like setting it up. And we used a lot of stuff, like obviously, like all the stuff we built the, the, the um, hot house out of was all the stuff at the theater, like years and years and years and years and years of stuff. We had a Egyptian wow. sarcophagus. We had a coffin. Wow. We had like prop it's props from all the plays that we did over the years. So it was like, it was super fun, all the costumes. So anyway, so that's what we did. It was really fun. And the way we worked it is we had all the actors in the rooms and then we had quote unquote, like tour guides that would guide the people through to make sure that people weren't doing anything stupid. Yeah. And I usually played one of the guides. I was one of the guides. Um, so some of the, one, of, one of the behind the scenes thing that always makes me laugh, and this is a great callback because I'm going to tell a story about my friend Kenny. If you guys don't remember Kenny, go back to our theater stories um, episode where we had Caleb and Tina and I talked about the epileptic bagpipe player because that's who I'm talking about. Because again, not only did I know, not only did I do summer stock with Kenny, he went to my college and he's an awesome guy. I love him, but he was, he was a freshman when this happened and he was kind of, he did, didn't know any better, but this is really hilarious. So we had two um, chainsaws that we used in the, in our show, just like you had chainsaws. And we were, they were borrowed from adults that would take the chains off of them for us. So they were completely like for the most, they were safe. We still had safety protocol and we weren't stupid. We weren't idiots. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had a, a little tiny electric chainsaw 
that would plug in that you could that you could use inside and it would make just enough noise to scare the crap out of somebody and move along so we had a chainsaw person inside but the real cool one was the super loud gas powered one like you said you had that what we would do is we would have someone standing outside on the roof um because the the building like the building we were in had a second story but it was connected to a single story building that you could crawl out a window and stand on the roof and look down mm-hmm. over the front of the building. So we would take that, that gas-powered chainsaw and light it up and then like hang over the building and scare the crap out of the people waiting in line to even come in. So it That's was like good. a little pre-show. That's good. Yeah, it was very cool. Now, the reason why, and you know this too, the reason why the gas-powered one had to be outside is because you can't run a gas-powered chainsaw inside a building yeah. because it's gas-powered, which means mm-hmm. carbon monoxide and, and um, the, like the smoke like out of a car tailpipe, like you can't run it. Yeah. So we're, it's tech week, which is the, you know, it's like the week before. We're almost the sets built. Everybody's walking through it. The actors are practicing where they're going to be. We're running through stuff. And Kenny, they bring the chainsaws. It's the big moment. They bring the chainsaws. And Kenny's excited because he's going to be the rooftop chainsaw killer. And he opens up that thing, lights it up inside the building. Oh, Kenny. And it shot. Uh, what do you call like the carbon monoxide smoke the exhaust? It shot yeah. exhaust through the whole building so fast it filled up the whole building. We had to we had all had to evacuate. You know, yeah. he got it off. And we're like Kenny, and we had to evacuate, and we couldn't go back in the building for like two hours to work because they had to clear it out. And by that time, it was too late, so we lost a day of rehearsal yeah. because of dear sweet bagpipe playing Kenny. So again, <laughs> I I will I'm gonna toast Kenny to that dumbass move so uh, that's funny mm-hmm. now i'm going to give kenny redemption because same ep- like the same weekend kenny was the bagpipe or the bagpipe he was the chainsaw guy and like i said we would have people in line down the street out front down the sidewalk you know 50 people waiting to come in because we only took like about 10 people at a time and so we would like time it out so <laughs> Kenny would start this thing up every once in a while. Well, he'd been off. He'd taken a break and, and nobody knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And Kenny lit that thing up and leaned over the, uh, the building and scared the bejesus out of a girl that was dressed like sexy little red riding hood. Oh. And that girl peed herself oh right in line. Oh my God. It was i mean like i feel bad i guess but i don't because she was drunk and it was college kids she peed herself as in like a river of pee running down the sidewalk where all the people were standing behind her so it was like everybody initially looked up and got scared and then looked down and got scared and they were scattering to not step in the pee uh, that reminds me yeah. of girls trip. was it girls trip where jada is up on that zip line in new orleans Okay, yeah, yeah. Really bad, and it was like golden shower everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> girl, it was that. That girl peed. It was hilarious. So, yeah. So that chainsaw thing worked. Um, now, talking about some inside stuff, because we did have inside things happen, like you were talking about, like, like crazy mishaps mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, we had... Um, one of the rooms one year and my friend Jerry designed the room and it was creepy as hell. He had a baby crib and he had a girl. We had two or three. No, we had three. Sarah, Elizabeth and like Leah were our short girls. And we're mm-hmm. talking like four feet and under short girls. Oh. And so they looked like little girls that could they could get away with wearing like a little dolly dress. Mm-hmm. And they had little tap shoes on their feet oh. on linoleum tile. Oh, and they would tap, tap, 
tap, tap. And they would go, mama, mama. Like it was like a doll that came to life and they were all bloody and stuff. Ooh, creepy. But, I, got goosebumps. I know, but they were the distraction. Like you were mm-hmm. in your thing, because what the scare was is that Jerry himself had built this apparatus of sorts where he glued together all these stuffed animals in a corner like a wall of stuffed animals, almost like if anybody remembers from E.T. when they hid E.T. inside of the stuffed animals. Yeah. But but Jerry was in the middle of them with just his face and like a little pointy clown hat. Like he was an old fashioned painted clown and he was frozen in there. And as people were distracted looking at mama, mama, mama with the baby doll, he would lean forward and go and like reach out and scare the hell out of these people. The idea was it was supposed to scare them forward into the next room. But one time Jerry got a hold of one and it scared this big, huge guy. Like you said, big guy scared him backwards. Unfortunately, one of the things we never thought of is that he got scared backwards and, and backed into a window and broke. I know. And broke all the glass out of the window and it, and it fell out down onto the second floor. Luckily for us, it was on the side, it was on the empty side, not the side where people were lined up. So no one got hurt. The guy didn't even cut himself. It just scared the shit out of everybody, but lesson learned. And from then on, we had wrought iron um, fences that we'd had from a show and we cut those things down and screwed them over all the windows in the building from then on. So no one could back into a window because again, like, you know, we're college kids where like, we weren't, we didn't think it all the way through, but no one would have thunk that that guy would have backed right into a window and he did. So that was pretty scary, but it was pretty funny. It was like the biggest like toughest looking guy that got scared by a clown and a baby doll um, and backed into a window. So there was that one. Um, We also like, I know you talked about getting hit with the umbrella. I can remember we had also taken some of those bars and we built like an insane asylum little thing where um, our, our, our scary people were in a cage. And again, they were like scary and shaking the cage Mm -hmm. and like trying to move them on. And some guy got scared and reached out and, punched uh my friend tammy square in the in the nose punched her in the face punched Seriously. her and yeah i was scared yeah and and he got he got escorted immediately out and she was okay she had a bloody nose like she got punched she was not it was not yeah she got punched but it's it's like that i don't even know how like if he would have like been one inch to the right he would have broke his hand on a wrought iron um Fence, but yeah. So we did have that. Um, but the funniest thing, say it again. And I was like, serves him right. Keep your hands to yourself. Listen. That's more. right. Yeah, for sure. So, but one of the funniest things that, um, like, well, like the creepiest thing was the last year we did the, well, the last year for me that we did the haunted house, we lost our space. So we couldn't be at the office space on the second floor anymore, but the city felt bad for us. And so they relocated us. They found us an empty building um, that happened to be an old daycare center. Oh God. So it it was, it, it didn't have like, I know. So you entered through the one end of the building and you went downstairs and you had to exit out the other side because it it was just the way it worked. And there were rooms and none of them had doorways between them because they were all like the classrooms. So we made them into like little mazes all the way through and it totally worked. The only thing that was crazy about that is that um, the last big open room that was supposed to, I'm guessing like if it was a daycare, that's where all the kids like had like maybe like classes or ate their snacks together or whatever. Mm -hmm. And on the cinder black walls in this room, they were all painted with 
like child um, fictional character murals. Hmm. Like the one I remember is all the Peanuts gang was painted on this wall. Okay. And you're like, how do you make that scary? Like, and we couldn't cover it up. We did. There was not enough fabric in the world to cover this room. So someone started taking red, red um, washable paint and blood and like decapitating Lucy and like making like blood, like injuries on the to like Snoopy and just like we slaughtered the peanuts gang as you walked by. I don't know. It was pretty funny. Um, but that was the first year and the only year that Ish ever was part of it. Cause it was my senior year. It was his freshman year and he got to be part of um, the haunted house. And in, in this, in this room that I'm talking about with the peanuts gang on it, right off the room was a bathroom that we couldn't cover up because it had a big, huge triple wide opening, um, like a, like a school bathroom, like in a, in an elementary school. So there was no doors on it. So we're like, well, let's do something. So we splattered blood all over the walls and we, and we decided Ish was going to be like a mad scientist working with the sinks and he had body parts hanging from everywhere. And he, he was going to, you know, scare people. And he was all bloody and had like a doctor's robot. That's what his plan was. And the other thing was there was a good chunk of the bathroom that you couldn't see where the toilet stalls were. And so that's where we were keeping all of our extra stuff, our coats, our bags, and our extra blood. And we would also, by the way, we also would make like a five-gallon bucket, two five-gallon buckets of blood. And one would be edible blood, and one was washable blood. So the difference is in the edible blood, it's chocolate syrup, Cairo syrup, and red food dye. And that makes a really good blood for anybody that wants to do blood for Halloween. You don't have to make a five gallon bucket. You can do it yourself. And really there's no measurement. There's no cocktail shaker, just like, uh, Cairo syrup and red food dye make a good blood, but it's way too bright red. So if you want to make it look viscous and more like react, that's why you put the chocolate syrup in yeah. and it tastes delicious. You will get diabetes from eating that blood because it tastes really good. Yes. So it's it's super sticky and it doesn't come off unless you add the fourth ingredient, which is Dawn dish soap. So once you add the Dawn dish soap into it, you can put it on your face and put it on your clothes and you can kind of wash it off. And for the most part, it will come off. Great idea, right? So uh -oh. <laughs> we, we stored those two five-gallon buckets inside the stalls so people wouldn't see the buckets. And Ish decided it would be really cool like to take a handful of the blood and put it in his mouth every time somebody came so it would like be like drooling and spitting out of his mouth and it'd be really cool. And so that's what he was doing until he, in the dark, reached into the wrong bucket and right before people came, he stuck a handful of Dawn dish soap blood oh, into his mouth and started gagging, which would like everybody got out, but they were gagging. And he was gagging and he had soap in his mouth. And to this day, even if I make the regular blood for something, he won't put it in his mouth. He won't touch it because he had that. So poor Ish got a mouthful of dish soap um, <laughs> one time. So, yeah. Which is so, pretty but, hilarious. Okay, so let me ask though. So when he was gagging because of the soap, I mean, did it? I mean, theatrically, did it look great because he was gagging? I, I, one would assume I wasn't the tour guide walking walking past her when it happened. They came and got me afterwards. They're like, dude, Ish ate soap. You might want to go check on him. And we had to actually pause for a minute so he could like wash his mouth out. So he wasn't in much of a scary mode when I saw him. He was like spitting and like he had paper you like you know the you know the hand the hand roll paper towels that are like beige yeah 
at like there was still some left and thing and he's like wiping out his mouth and trying to get out so that's what i saw so yeah pretty hilarious um those are just some of my stories i actually have like ten thousand more that maybe i'll throw some in later on because i have some funny like other funny stories that happened um but I had a blast. I, now, my question for you, and this is where I want to share with you, because we were talking about this a little bit the other day mm-hmm. when we were setting up this episode. One of the things that I used to have this, I, I got it every year um, about, like I said, like for the month prior, well, okay, first of all, I would not set foot in that haunted house if I was by myself when we were building it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Either place. Mm-hmm. It felt so eerie. I know it wasn't real. I know it was a set, but somehow like, if it's not on a stage when it's enclosed in four walls and there's like doors and stuff, it would start giving me this like super creepy feeling. And then on the nights of the haunted house, when everything was all said and done, of course, because we were college kids, we would go out and have drinks and party and have a good time. But I would still feel like even when I got home in the silence, I would have this like echo in my ears of like, of us being scary, making scary noises of the like music that we were playing, the sound effects and like the screams of the people. And like, I couldn't get it out of my head and you would have this like weird fitful sleep and you just felt odd and you'd have to like, it took you a couple days to shake it off. And I wondered if you felt like that, if you ever had that weird sensation, especially cause you were in a bigger, more, um, you know, expensive version of what we were doing, if you had that feeling too. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that working at Universal Studios, and this is like when I started working, when Dean worked Halloween Harmony, because Dean's been with Universal, he was almost like with them for 20 years. So when Halloween Harm Nights first started, it was at both parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. And um, it was every day, not just a weekend. So it's been around a a long time. But I will tell you this, when the um, park closes, we don't go out the main entrance like everyone else. We go out through the back because there's like an an employee's entrance and everything else. And when that uh, venue is closed, is dark, and the lighting and everything else. I mean, it's it's like the lights aren't on, so the pyrotechnics and the fire is all off. But when you walk, you still feel like you're being watched. It's like in the back of my head, I think, what if they don't have everybody out of the park? What if someone's hiding and they're just, yeah. you know, and they've got like the real knife and all that stuff? I mean, so, you know, I would, even though there was security there, I would still like take the shortest route back, you know, and then when I, when I would return home, yeah, you know, at night, like I still hear the echo. I'm thinking that there's somebody underneath my bed. I'm thinking there was someone. Yeah. So to this day, I still sleep with a nightlight, you know, because it's, it's, I mean, even though I like that stuff, it does play with your head. It really does. It does. I don't know what, seriously, the walk from the car to your house. And I felt like I was in a, the screen movie, like, you know, like where you're like, you felt like there was like that scary music and you're looking around the corner, just waiting for the guy, the real guy with the ax to come out. So, um, side effect of working at haunted houses. And if anybody's out there that has had that can, that can attest to that or has been part of that, let us know. I want to know if it's like, if it's like a syndrome, like haunted house syndrome or, or whatever. And like I said, we are talking haunted houses, Halloween ghosts and everything all month. So if you have stories about being in a haunted house, uh, you know what, how about being on the receiving end of being scared? If you've had any moments inside a haunted house that scared the crap out of you, write them in and tell us and we'll share them um, this month because we want to talk and be spooky and be scary. And on that note, I'm going to tell you exactly where you can send all those things. So yes. on the 
media, okay, you can actually slide us a private message on all of our social media. That would be Ogre Podcast on Instagram as well as Facebook. And on Twitter, it's Podcast Girl because we do have some stories already piling in, but we got to have more because, I mean, not Halloween, but October is 31 days. So we need some stories. Right. Um, And then, of course, yeah, email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you do that because we want, there's pictures, if there's stories, if you want to like send us some stuff, you know, because it is Halloween, like we do like candy. Uh, we do like, we do like bourbons and stuff like that. So you want ah. to those things. I am not ashamed to beg. Okay. So <laughs> ah. stuff. Please. trick or treat. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I want to thank everybody out there for listening. And I want you to tune in next week. Next week. I'm pretty excited. It's yes. about time. We are going to, we're talking zombies because why walking dead this 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 coming weekend i know you're listening to us on friday um this sunday is the finale is finally airing of season 10 Mm -hmm. and not only we get to you know we're going to break down that episode talk about the finale talk about the future of walking dead and stuff like that but Shalane was in the finale and we have yet to get to talk about her experiences on the set with the finale. And of course her world famous Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Norman Rita story will finally get unveiled. So yay. Yes. Yay. Cheers to that. So um, we're going to add on any scary movies that uh, we can add on to talk about watching scary movies because that's one of Shalane's favorite pastimes. Mm. So come back if you dare. (laughs) Bye. In the meantime, love you all. Love you, Shalane. Cheers. Bye.